Good morning, everybody. Let's see if that one works. Does that one work as well? I used the little, um, the one that takes us around, or lets me go around. So, if we can have the PowerPoint up, that would be great. Uh, so, lots and lots of parables when you read them. It, the, the, it's sort of a bit of work to try and work out what actually is the point. What's, what's the sort of main theme or message that's been, that Jesus is trying to make when he tells people parables? Well, we've got the answer. Um, straight away in this one so uh, that's where we need to end up then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up that parable is quite small I don't, that must have been me of how I saved it but don't worry we'll carry on now I have been witness to many many children winding down or winding up um, their parents and sometimes it can be quite painful to watch. And uh, I remember being in a shop once, uh, and this child wanted to, uh, to buy something, and so they asked their mother if they could buy it, and the mother said, oh no, not today. So then they asked it again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And sort of, you know, it just got louder and louder, and slightly more squeezy each time. Now the answers are dead easy. Never give in, stay calm, ignore the ongoing protest. If, I, if it was me, I think probably I'd have given up at number one, and definitely at number two. So it's all very well um, to sort of think that it's dead easy, because lots of you are parents will know that it's not dead easy, and I know that I wouldn't get very far, um, and I certainly probably wouldn't get beyond number two. But what I want you to know is that I don't think this is about us grinding God down, wearing him out until he does what we want. I don't think that's what this psalm, uh, this parable is all about. And we'll, we'll look a little bit more about it. So it's, it's not that. It's not that we keep going on and on and on and on and on to God and eventually he says, oh, stop, I'll do what you want. It's not that. So this woman in the parable is not a nagging wife or like a nagging wife, or somebody's nagging and nagging and nagging, uh, it's, the meaning is very, very different. So let's, let's look at some of the characters in this parable. In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. So the judge was the bad guy in all of this. He wasn't a very nice person. Not only did he not care about God, he didn't really care about people either. And in those days, if you had a bit of an issue you would go to somebody like this and you would try to plead your case. Um, we sometimes have this sort of daft thing now on television, don't we? Judge, Judge Rinder, is it Judge Rinder? Um, and you might not watch that, but there's a judge, so-called judge, and people come and plead their case before the judge and then the other side say, oh no, it was like this. Uh, and this is what's happening here. A woman in this story is coming to the judge and she's trying to plead her case. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> but, but the judge is not the nice guy. You know, if you went to a pantomime, you'd be booing and sissing him as soon as he came on, onto the stage. Um, and then the other character in this parable, suddenly something's got a bit louder. Is that too loud? It is too loud, Rhoda says. Is that okay? That's fine. Um, is the widow... Now, we know that all through the Bible, the widows are often, we try, try to remind ourselves that we need to look after widows. But obviously, she's coming and, and she's granting, uh, she wants the, the, the judge to give her justice. 
She's saying to the judge, come on, I want you to be fair here, and I want you to hear my case against my adversary. So somewhere, somebody has done something that hasn't been nice to this widow. And this widow is coming to the judge, he's not a very nice chap, and asking him to be just, to come up with a decision that is the just, the right decision against her adversary. And what do we hear? Well, the judge um, isn't a very nice person, but the woman keeps coming back to him again and again and again. And that's right, in the Bible, there's a bit in it that says, do you know what, it feels like she's given me a black eye if she keeps coming back like this. It's, that's how you would almost translate it. And because, because she keeps bothering him, he buckles. He buckles and he says, yes, uh, even though I don't fear God or I care what people think, you know, I don't care about this woman, but you know what, she just keeps going on and on and on. on. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, um, the judge changes his mind. I think one of the key things about this parable is that what Jesus is saying is think about that judge. Not a nice guy. Didn't actually like people. Doesn't actually have any thoughts about God. And um, he he changed his mind. Now I'm going to use these verses 7 and 8 in the the New Living Translation because I think these are really helpful for us to understand what this parable is all about. So Jesus says, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. So if this really, really bad person who doesn't like God, doesn't like people, if even he changes his mind, don't you think God, don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. So what Jesus is saying is, look, this really awful judge, he, the woman kept going on and on and on, which he's, even he eventually changed his mind. Don't you think that the God of justice will actually listen to his people and change and, do, and, and grant them justice when it's right for? So, I then started to think a little bit about what, what does that mean in terms of us praying? And I think this parable tells us some really clear things. Because actually, you could start praying, maybe some of you have started praying now. Please God, make sure that I get a B in my A-levels, at least a B, God. And you may be saying that again and again and again and again. I don't think this is about going to God for those sorts of prayers. And so what we need to do is we need to untangle this a little bit more and say, well, what is actually Jesus saying here? What's he telling us about the prayers that we ought to be praying to God? And the first thing that I think comes out really, really clearly is that God wants us to pray for justice. God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night. So what God wants us to do is actually pray for the things that should be happening, the things that are right, the things that we know are wrong in this world and we ask God to put them right. And the Bible is full of that, isn't it? The Bible is full of telling us all about how, how justice is so important. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. 
for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. That's the sort of justice that God wants us to pray for. And that's the sort of justice that Jesus is talking about through this parable. And then the second thing I think he was talking about is that I think he actually wants us to pray together. So the bad judge isn't, isn't a picture of God in this parable, but the woman is a picture of us. In, in, the, in the version that we've just read, it talks about the chosen ones. So Jesus is talking about us as that woman in the parable. And he uses it in the plural. God surely, will surely give justice to his chosen people. And so I sort of get this sense, and it might be stretching it a bit, but I still think it's a point worth making, that not only as individuals should we be praying for justice, but we should also be praying for justice together as a chosen people. We pray together for justice. Um, Andy prayed earlier for refugees and asylum seekers. Um, we pray for justice, for justice for those people, and we pray together. And then, Jesus makes it really clear that we've got to keep praying. We've got to keep praying. And you read in that verse, God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night. So day and night, Jesus is saying, God is listening. God is listening to us. God is listening to us pray for, the, for justice in the world. And you would have seen that I put there, pray under pressure as well. This, this woman, something had obviously happened to her, like we said, we heard earlier on that, you know, pray for justice against my adversary. Something nasty had happened to this woman. It's quite easy sometimes to pray when everything's going right. It's much, much harder to keep on praying when things are going wrong. Keep praying under pressure, day and night. And pray while we wait. Pray while we wait. I, I sort of, when I read this, I, it started to dawn on me, why, why was Jesus saying these things? And sometimes in our Bibles we get stuck because there are chapters and verses and we sort of segregate bits of chapters and we think that's where it starts and that's where it ends at the end of the chapter. Um, but actually, if you start to look at where this happened, if you go back to chapter 17, you see that the Pharisees would ask in Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? When will the kingdom of God come? And he gives them an answer. Now, you'll see from on that first slide there, we, uh, when Jesus taught people to pray, he says, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And I think this is what is key in this parable. We actually should be praying for justice because we should be praying that what happens here on earth now is the start, the building of God's kingdom. 
And in God's kingdom, the rules are fair. In God's kingdom, there is justice. In God's kingdom, the widow and the poor and the orphans are looked after. In God's kingdom, wrong is dealt with. That's what we should be praying for. That what God's kingdom will be like when it comes into fullness, when Christ returns, it's starting to happen here, now. It's starting to happen here now. So, when Jesus said, or was asked, when will, will the kingdom of God come, he starts to explain. And how did we end that verse? I put the wrong verse there, because it's Luke 18, chapter 8. Because, why do I get this sense that that might be all what this parable is in the context of? Because when Jesus finishes the parable, he says, when the Son of Man comes, so when the kingdom is in its fullness, when the Son of Man comes to bring that kingdom in its, to its fullness, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find you praying for justice? Will he find you praying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Or will he find us not bothering. It's, it's, a, it's a really difficult thing, this, isn't it, really? I, I'm not very good at sticking at things. Um, and, and prayer is one of the things that, whilst I might do some of it, I'm not very good at sticking to the same thing that I'm praying about. And this parable tells us that we ought to be asking God that his kingdom is experienced here on earth and actually that there should be justice being done and I suppose the challenge to me and the challenge to you is maybe to take that away this week and to think about where there is injustice in the world and actually to pray for that but not just to pray for that today but to pray for that on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday Asking God that his kingdom might be experienced here on earth by those who are experiencing injustice. And when we pray, we should pray believing God will answer. What did those, verse, that, those two verses say? Learn a lesson from this unjust judge, says Jesus. Just think about him. This person that I told you a story about, he didn't care about people, he didn't care about God. And what happened? Even he rendered a just decision. So it wasn't just any old decision. He, he rendered a just decision. It was the right decision in the end. So don't you think God, God our loving Heavenly Father, the God of justice, the God that will come one day to fulfil his kingdom... Don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. So Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. 
Let's pray, shall we? Dear Jesus, we can pray for many, many things, um, and often we pray about our own situations, and of course you want to hear about that. And Jesus, we want to pray for our families, and you want to hear about that. We want to pray for this church, and you want to hear our prayers for that. But help us also to pray for those people in this country and elsewhere who are experiencing injustice. We pray for those people that work in places like our supermarkets here in Stafford who have the injustice of a, of a contract that, that pays them just when, when the supermarket wants but lets them go and doesn't pay them when, when they're not needed. We pray for the injustice in this town where people are treated differently because of who they are. We pray for those people in this town who may be in a relationship where actually they don't deserve to be treated the way that they are. And when we look further afield, Lord, we pray for our Christian brothers and sisters in countries where um, they are being tortured, they are being victimised, they are being treated badly because of their faith. We pray for that injustice. And we pray, Lord, the God of justice, that you may bring your kingdom to life, to reality, so that those that experience injustice may experience the justice of a loving Heavenly Father. Help us this week to be committed to prayer. Help us this week to keep praying to you because we know that you will listen and you will grant justice when we ask you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.